Hello and welcome to Cosmos Science Daily, where journalists the Cosmos Newsroom report on the latest research and discoveries and explain the science behind the headline news. Today's newsroom journalist and Master of Physics graduate, Evram Yazgan, is unpacking dinosaur blood. And I am Dr. Sophie Calabretto, applied mathematician and fluid mechanist, who is very, very, very excited to be talking about two of her favourite things ever, dinosaurs and blood. So... Were dinosaurs warm or cold-blooded? This is a question that has puzzled paleontologists for decades. Now, a team of researchers has found a way to answer it once and for all. So first things first, Evram, where does this confusion come from? Yeah, it's a good question. So dinosaurs that survived the extinction event caused by the asteroid about 65, 66 million years ago became birds. Uh, and birds are warm-blooded, yeah, just like humans are. But the other closest living relative to dinosaurs are crocodilians like crocodiles and alligators, and these are cold-blooded. Well, you know what? I feel like that confusion is warranted then, for sure. <laughs> exactly. And it's hard to put a thermometer to a 66-million-year-old piece of rock. Yeah. So scientists have had to think of ways, ingenious ways, to determine dinosaur metabolism. Oh, okay. Let's talk about metabolism. Yeah. So this is kind of a buzzword in things like nutrition and diets and things like this. But what metabolism comes down to, scientifically speaking, is how effectively we convert the oxygen that we breathe in into chemical energy that fuels our bodies. And this is what determines whether an animal is warm or cold-blooded. So surely there was some research into this in the past? Yeah, there have been two main ways that paleontologists have tried to answer the question of whether dinosaurs are warm or cold-blooded. Minerals, for example, often form at certain temperatures, and those minerals can be fossilised and give clues to the warmness inside an animal's bones. Okay. But we've realised that we don't really understand yet how fossilisation affects and changes these chemical signals. So it's hard to compare this data from fossils to that of modern animals. Okay. Um, And so what's the other way? The other way is even more limited. (laughs) Cross sections of dinosaur bones will show lines like tree rings, and these correspond to growth. Right. And the space between them tells you how fast the dinosaur grew. So faster growth should mean a higher metabolism. But growing faster or slower can actually have more to do with the animal's stage of life than it has to do with metabolism, like how we grow faster when we're younger than when we're older. Right, okay. And so what's this new method then? Breathing produces proteins, uh, sugars, and fats in animals. When these organic compounds are made, there is a so-called molecular waste, which is preserved in the fossilization process. So the researchers that did this new method uh, were able to measure how much oxygen different dinosaur species were breathing. Oh, okay, this is very cool. And does it work? It looks like it works. Uh, the team measured the molecular waste in 55 different species, including dinosaurs, uh, their close relatives, the extinct flying reptiles like Pteranodon, and slightly less closely related cousins, the marine reptiles like mosasaurs. Oh my God, all excellent things to study. Don't keep us waiting though. What did the results show? So there are two kinds of dinosaur, the bird-hipped type and the lizard-hipped type. The lizard-hipped ones like Stegosaurus and Triceratops were cold-blooded. And the bird-hipped ones 
were warm-blooded or even hot-blooded. Uh, and these include the two-legged, mostly carnivorous T-Rex and Velociraptor, as well as the giant four-legged, long-necked herbivores like Brachiosaurus. Well, there you go. So apart from being very cool, and I was going to say pardon the pun, but I'm not going to pardon the pun because it's excellent. Sorry. <laughs> to settle the question about dinosaur metabolism, what does this tell us? Yeah, knowing whether dinosaurs and other extinct life forms were warm or cold-blooded gives us insight into their daily life. The cold-blooded dinosaurs would have had to regulate their temperatures somehow. Mm -hmm. Modern lizards do this by basking in the sun, for example. They may also have migrated to warmer climates in winter. Warm-blooded dinosaurs, on the other hand, would have been much more active and required a lot of food. There you go. So sometimes I'm like a warm-blooded dinosaur and sometimes I'm like a cold-blooded dinosaur. It is good to know. Thank you so much, Evram. I loved that, as maybe you can tell. And thank you to everyone for listening. So be sure to keep an ear out for our next instalment of Cosmos Science Daily. This podcast was brought to you by Cosmos, a publication of the Royal Institution of Australia. From Listener and Cosmos Magazine comes Huh? Science Explained, a new weekly podcast answering all of life's questions, big and small, in just 10 minutes. Download the Listener app now and listen for free. Listener.